0: Hello to all our listeners, today we will be starting the 5th book of the Mishneh Torah, Sefer Kedushah um, This is Joey Faour. The first set of Halachot in Sefer Kedushah is Hilchot Surabi'ah, The Laws of Sexual Prohibitions um, And this really deals with, I think it's a self-explanatory um, name And it really deals with all the sexual prohibitions of the Torah um, Halachic sexual prohibitions It's a very long um an important set of halakhot, um, uh, and uh, we will be starting the first chapter of that today. So the halakha starts, of course, the cha- the, this set of halachot starts with the precepts, as in every set of halakhot the Harambam starts, he starts with um, uh, giving the um, uh, precepts that are explained in this set of halakhot, so we will start here. So there are 37 precepts in Hilchot Yisraeli, starting with, Aleph, alha'im. That somebody doesn't have relations with his mother. That somebody doesn't have relations with the wife of his father. Gimel, al That somebody doesn't have relations with his sister. al bat That somebody doesn't have relations with the daughter of the wife of his father. The fifth misva is, and and these are all obviously negative precepts. that somebody doesn't have relations with the daughter of his son. The sixth precept is that somebody doesn't have relations with his daughter. Seven, all not having relations with the daughter of his daughter. Eight. Somebody somebody should not have uh, marry a woman and her daughter. Nine. isha That somebody shouldn't marry a woman and the daughter of her of her son. 10, that somebody doesn't marry a woman and the daughter of her daughter. 11, that somebody shouldn't have relations with the sister of his father. 12, that somebody shouldn't have relations with the sister of his mother. 13, ab somebody shouldn't have relations with the um, wife of his father's brother. 14, that somebody shouldn't, shouldn't have relations... Um, with the wife of his son. 15. Not, it is not allowed to have relations with the wife of his brother. Um, 16. Somebody should not have relations with the sister of his wife. 17. It not, is not permitted to have relations with an animal. 18. That a woman should not have an animal... Um, go on to her in in uh, sexual manner nineteen not having a male should not have relations with another male twenty that somebody shouldn 't have relations with his father somebody shouldn 't have relations with his father although we we just mentioned in the nineteenth precept um, the prohibition of having relations of a male having relations with a male somebody a male who has relations with his father that is a he go, he transgresses two. Um, uh, negative transgressions. 21, not to have relations with the brother of his father. 22, that somebody shouldn't have relations with a married woman. 23, somebody shouldn't have relations with a woman that is in her menstrual cycle. We will describe all of what that means, um, the the details of this um, prohibition, which is a very... Um uh, it's a it's a prohibition with many details. We'll describe that later on in these chapters, of course. Twenty four not to have not to marry into um uh, Gentiles. Twenty five that a, a Moavite Moabite and an Ammonite should not um marry into um, marry into in in intermarry with Jews. Twenty six. That a third generation Egyptian may enter. Um, the kahal, the Jewish, at the circle of Judaism, twenty-seven. Also, the same applying with an Adomite, and what are Adomite in, in Egyptians today? In today's context, I I don't know how to say. I mean, we will see that a little later on in the chapters. I can't say here; it's too early to say. Twenty-eight. That a bastard should not um marry, into um uh, with with another regular Jew. Rather, he could only marry someone like him 29 that somebody who is um uh, that cannot um uh, bring forth children that ha, that that is um, um has an inability to bring bring forth children should not marry not to castrate a male even animals 31 that a um uh, grand kohen uh, gadol should not marry a widow. Thirty-two. She loiv kohen gadol al manafil uberonisuin. That a kohen gadol should not have relations with a widow, even without marriage. Thirty-three. Sheisa kohen gadol betulah That a kohen gadol should marry a um, a virgin girl while she is still naara. In other words, um, uh, from um. Uh, from above the age of 12, she reaches a, a time which is called Na'arut. There's a, that'll be described later on. It was described actually previously in Al the second chapter of El um, uh, Gimel, 34, that a Kohen should not marry a divorcee. 35, that a Kohen should not marry a prostitute. And by prostitute, we mean any Jewish girl... That had marital relations with somebody that she's not allowed to marry, or she had um, extramarital. Um, yeah, she had marital relations with somebody that she was not allowed to have marital relations with. In other words, extramarital relations. Ex- she had sexual relations out of marriage. 30, 36, She loy halala that should not marry halala halala is a girl. Uh, somebody that was she was married through via relations done. In a transgression with a kohen, in which a kohen partook partook in. So, for example, if a kohen marries a widow, and then he that that he impregnates that widow and they have a child, that child is a halal. It's a certain status. Thirty seven. That somebody should not um uh, come close to any of the arayot and by arayot are people that are not allowed that are prohibited to be married from scriptural law in a very serious transgression which is karet karet is when you're um, so to speak soul is cut off from the world to come if i could if i could translate that directly um so these are arayot so even being uh, um close to these arayot in the sense of uh, physical closeness is disallowed um uh even without having sexual relations. And we will see that all all of these precepts, which I just brought, will all be seen in these chapters. So, with that, we can start now Hilchot Surabi'ah, the first chapter. Halacha Aleph. So, the following halachot so deal with the basic um, guideline rules for the laws of Isurabiah for the sexual transgression laws. Um, we will see that all here. I must, sorry, I must preface before starting all these halakhat. I want to just preface when we say arayot, and I'm not going to be translating every every time I say the word arayot, what arayot is. I'm, I'm just going to explain now. And from here on, you will all know what arayot is. Arayot is... is from the word irva irva means covered place um talking usually talking about the reproductive the place where the reproductive organs are in other words the that area um and however in this context when we say arayot, we're speaking about people who it is not allowed to marry or not allowed to have you're not allowed to have marital uh, sexual relations with them and if sexual relations are done with them one has transgressed a serious transgression from scriptural law, as opposed to a what I call a less serious transgression from scriptural law. The serious transgression from scriptural law would make a person um, uh, have to be uh, be punished by either um, death or karet, which is being cut off from, from the world to come. What I call the less serious transgression from scriptural law, which is called Isurei Lavin or Isurei Aseh, these are also certain transgressions from scriptural law. When we say arayot, we're talking about the serious scriptural law transgressions. Isurel and Isurel Ase are also scriptural law transgressions, less serious than the arayot. Third category of um, people that are that they're that having sexual relations with them is prohibited is sheniyim or sheniyot, women that are disallowed upon somebody to have relations with or to marry from. Oral law, or from the sages, from decree of the sages, in which case the punishment is um, can be lashing. Um, by the way, also, lavin and ase, the punishment can be lashing. So from here on out, in this chapter, I will not translate those words. I will just say them the way they are. Habba mikola arayot So alif, habba mikola Hayafkaret, somebody who has relations with one of the arayot on purpose is and we will see what these are of course later on in the chapter. I mean we, we, we mentioned them here in the precept in the misvot, and we will see maybe later on in this you know a little bit more on that. So somebody does it is as somebody should if somebody should do some one of these toavot, one of these um disgust them disgusting transgressions, and their soul shall be cut off from their nation and both of them both the people partaking in this act are liable also the person the the person um, uh, also the male and also the female. And if they did it not on purpose, in other words, by mistake, they are um they must give a korban hatat. It's a type of hatat. And there are that their transgression um considers them liable to be punished by mitat biddin. Um as well as being Hayavim karet, So Mitad Bedin is one of the four death penalties that are given by the courts. Sekilah, serifa, Herig, and henig. Uh, and henig. Stoning, burning, and we'll see, serifa isn't, isn't really burning with fire. It's a little bit more complex than that. Herig is um, uh, decapitation. And heneg is being suffocated. Those are those arayot that we say that they have um, death, uh, death penalty, if there were witnesses and the witnesses warned those partaking in this in this sexual in this illicit act these illicit sexual activities, um, and they did not stop. In other words, they heard the warning from the. Uh, this is very important. They heard the warning from the witnesses, and they did not stop in their activities. Then um, they are given the death penalty that is said upon them. That is said on them. Now we will see what death penalties are for what transgressions. And even if the transgressor was a tamid somebody who was this, it was somebody who was new Torah, we don't. We don't um, penalize them until there was sufficient warning by the Adim. Because warning was given, this idea of the witnesses having to warn people before being even able to witness upon them, or for their for their um, testimony to be considered a valid testimony, first was the the warning was given so that there because so that we know to. Um, differentiate between Shogeg and Medin, between something that was on purpose and not on purpose. For example, if somebody sees someone um, transgressing the, the sabbatical laws, Shabbat, somebody mehalal Shabbat, and he sees him doing it and he doesn't tell him anything and then he goes to the court and the court, the, his testimony isn't liable in the court. If, if However, sorry, if two witnesses saw somebody their Shabbat and they didn't warn him, they didn't do what we call Hatra'ah, the testimony isn't liable in the court. What is Hatra'ah? They have to tell him what you're doing is not permitted. Please stop. Um, what you're doing is not permitted. If you don't stop, we're gonna be able to testify against you in court. And you are by what you're doing, you are liable for whatever punishment is. Only then can they be punished in court, whatever their respective punishments. Halacha dalit. Haarayot Bahin mitat the Arayot that have death penalty. There are those that have death penalty in Sekilah, in stoning, those who have death penalty in serifa, in burning in fire in uh, being burnt. And those who have death penalty in suffocation. The and the following are who are killed in stoning. Habba al somebody who has relations with his mother, or with the wife of his father, or with the wife of his son, who is called kalato. the wife of his son is always going to be called Kallato. And somebody who has relations with a male, a male having relations with a male, um, and somebody having relations with an animal, and a woman who brings an animal upon her, upon herself. And these are the that their death, their penalty is in Serefa burning. Habba Albat somebody who has relations with the daughter of his of his um, wife in the life of his wife. And on his, the wife's daughter's daughter in the life of his wife. And on her the daughter of his wife's son. And on the mother of his, wife. And, mother of his wife. and on the mother of his mother's wife. And on the mother of his mother's of his wife's father. And somebody who has relations with his daughter. And somebody who has relations with the daughter of his daughter, or with the daughter of his son. The only um, uh, transgression. Um uh, which holds within it the death penalty of hennik suffocation is somebody having marital relations with a married woman only, and that is the only one which um uh, which entails in it the death penalty of hennik. as it says in the Pasuk, shall um the the both um sorry yeah um the um uh one second. As it says in the Pasuk, both the male and female transgressors should be killed. Umita and the word mita, as it says in the Pasuk, killed, I translated killed, umitaha amuraba Torah Hainek, and when it says just like that, killed Mita in the Torah, it is referring to death penalty via hainek, via suffocation. However, if the girl if the of the girl in this um, transgression was the daughter of a Kohen, she is punished via Burning. However, the person having the relations with her is punished via henek, which is suffocation. And the daughter of a kohen who um, starts prostituting. And if it was a, um, uh, and if the girl was a um, uh, engaged girl, then they are both killed via. Stoning. as it says in the Pasuken, if there is he um, engaged he 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 then, then um, you woman stone them with stones kill them with stones he he if there's an engaged young then they shall be killed, blood is upon them. Or blood is on them, or their blood is on them. Um, then the, then this is referring to death with Sekilah. <laughs> and the rest of the Arayot, somebody who transgresses any of the other Arayot, their punishment is karet, being cut off from the from the world to come being cut off from the Jewish nation do not entail within them death penalty therefore if there were witnesses and warning to somebody who was um, uh, um uh, going um, who was transgressing one of the transgression one of the um one of the sexual transgressions entailing within them karet only and no other mit and the, the witnesses were there with warning. Then the court may punish the transgressors with malkut, um, um, uh, with them um, whipping, lashing. had Somebody who has, trans, who has uh, sexual relations with one of hayav <laughs> as I described earlier. Somebody a less serious scriptural transgression transgression from scriptural law which entails within it um, um if he does it on purpose and of course there were witnesses and warning always when he says any punishment that is mentioned that is that is um done by the court that is taken out or taken action by the court has to have witnesses and warning always in any in any of the halachot so that is just a a, a maxim of Jewish law. So, Somebody who has relations with, with one of the less serious scriptural law transgressions, he, he and the woman who he transgressed with have malkut, which is being whipped. And I will just from now on translate malkut as being whipped. geg, if it's, if it's not on purpose, they are peturimikilum, they, they do not have any um, uh, punishment. And somebody has relations with uh, one of the women that, is, that are dis, that are in other words, disallowed from oral law. They may, they are whipped. They have malkut, which is called it's a type of malchut called malkut because it is um, put into action by the hahamim um, and it is a, um, from oral law and not from scriptural law. But somebody who has relations with a woman, that he is disallowed from, from a positive precept. There are certain positive precepts which entail in the negative, pre- negative actions, uh, the disallowance of a negative action, of a certain action. Sorry the disallowance of a certain action, so somebody who 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 transgresses a hayave ase, which although it 's scriptural law he does not he does not get punished via malkut. however, if the court feels it feels it proper to nevertheless do malkut on these people via marduut, which is a or which is so to speak a a um not malkut from the Torah, it's not scriptural law malkut, although it is malkut, same thing, Um, they may do so to um, further somebody from, to further people from doing, to distance people from uh, transgressing these laws. Somebody who has relations, not from his own will, or against his will, is um, exempt of anything, of everything. Both from malkut, and from bringing a... Uh, korban, and also from mita, also from death penalty. It says in the pasuk, "And to the girl, nothing shall be done." In what, in what case are we talking? When the person being, when the person being nibaal and by niv'al I mean being penetrated, is being penetrated against his will. However, the person doing the Action has no onus, doing in other words the penetration. He does not have any he does not have there's no such thing as honest with a person like this la dad because erection could only be done um it's done only um so on purpose, meaning it's 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 a um initiated act. The initiator of the act, it the, there there's no such thing as a non initiated erection in the case of بيلا, In in other words, there's no such thing as a non initiated, sorry. Um uh because there's no such thing as a honest as a um what we call um uh, against his will in the case of the person initiating the sexual act and a woman at the beginning of her relations were against her will, even if the end of the sexual relations were. Um, she changed her will and she it was with her will. In other words, it wasn't against her will. She is still exempt from punishment because the um, human instinct causes the person eventually to um, change their will, even if it started against their will. So here, in the following five, four halachot, we have um, the specific... Specifica- or the specifications of the trans the guidelines for considering somebody to have transgressed one of these sexual transgressions, which are which were described. So, what do we consider? What action do we consider a transgression in? What actions? Not all actions fall under this, under being considered a sexual transgression. And we will see what these transgressions are, the transgressions are here. So, The penetration of the reproductive organ, of the head of the reproductive organ, is what we call So if only the head of the reproductive organ penetrates, this is what we call from the word, the, from the, the same terminology of the Pasuk, her um, uh, source, he, um, um, uh, sorry, her genitile, he uncovered. That is the literal translation. So, um is what we call, so, so when somebody does that, we call that meare. Um, one second. Right. And somebody who um, penetrates with the entire reproductive organ is what we call gomer, um, finishing. So, finishing the act of beila of the, the sexual penetration. And all of the biotasurot, the disallowed. Biot the disallowed sexual relations entail within them the disallowance is both what we call meare and gomer not only gomer you would think only gomer no also meare and even if the person hasn't um, uh, hasn't um, discharged seminal fluid as long as he and even if he only did um uh, only did what we called meare. Uh, in other words only stuck the only put the penetrated with the top of the reproductive organ and did not do Did not put the entire reproductive organ in um uh, if inside um also this as as long as he once the roshata, uh, the atara was done the um what do we call it meare the irui was done he is um, liable for this tra- sexual transgression and whether this um these relations were done in the um in the manner commonly practiced or in the manner not commonly practiced is um uh, is in the area where the woman's reproductive organ is and is um the the area the um uh, the area which the reproductive organ is not but that from that that same area in the body um, whether that or that once he did they are the, the transgression has been done and they are um, liable for whatever punishment that action holds in it, that action entails, de- depending on the person which the relations were done with. And whether they were standing or lying, it doesn't matter. Once the Akhna'sa once was done, the transgression has been done. Hello, hi, Alif. Call. Habba bi'a asura bilokishu. Ella shahaya habber. She lomidudlar kemo habber hmetim. Keguna holi. Mo mishin olad kaxsadi spamma. Aful pishy ichnis ta habber biyado. Eno hajab lokalat velomalkud. We ncerich lomar mitash. Enzo bi'a habat poselu mina teruma. Ubeddin makina chinehin. Maqat mardu. Anybody who has sexual sexual relations with no erection um for example he had a, 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 a in in other words meaning that his reproductive organ was completely um uh unhard uh, completely unhard like a dead person or like somebody sick or somebody or somebody very sick or somebody that was born such in such a way that they they are um born without the ability to have um, relations Wh- even if he um, penetrated with uh, the, the reproductive organ with his hand using using his hand, he is not liable not for karet not for malkut, not for death penalty because this is not does not fall into the category of bi'ah, of um, sexual action. Abal poselu mina teruma, but he does cause a if he has relations with a bat kohen a daughter of a kohen she usually she as long as she's. Um, a what we call a uh, hasn't transgressed any sexual transgressions, or or she's allowed to eat terumot from her father. Certain foods that sacramental offerings that only Kohanim are allowed to eat, not sacramental offerings. Certain foods that only Kohanim uh, are allowed to eat, which are called terumot. However, if once um, she uh, has transgressed certain sexual uh, sexual transgressions, then she is not allowed. So this, and even though they are not, um, uh, this does not hold them liable for the serious punishments like death or karet or malkut but does cause her um to not be allowed to eat and the bedin may the bedin um does make mardut on these people somebody who has relations with one of the arayot Mit'asek means that the the action was done without a um uh, intent without previous intent without um uh, intent and not while and only while um so to speak um i would say playing around with this disallowed this action without even realizing that he was doing the disallowed action. And if he was, and if it was not a disallowed action, he wouldn't have noticed, I meaning it was non-intent, no intent of uh, sexual activity. Somebody who, who accidentally has um, relations with one of the irvot um, in that manner, even though it wasn't his intention, he is still liable. And also with <laughs> However, somebody who has relations with a one of the ervot and they are dead is <laughs> patur. He's not liable for anything. And also, of course, he is patur. he's not liable. And somebody who has relations with with a human being who is um, terminally ill, or with an animal that is terminally ill, or um, um completely de- or or completely dead in, in in the case of an animal um he is he he is liable um even though he's alive um even though he's going to die from this sickness, even though they are terminally ill. And even though he slaughtered this animal in a manner that it's for sure going to die, and it's as long as it's still moving, as long as there's still some motion in this animal, if he has relations with it, he has, um, uh, this is considered a transgression. Okay, now this is... um, yeah, okay. Um, and all the, all the women disallowed in these halachot, in, in these isurabi'ah, all the women that are not allowed, that the relations are prohibited from having with, um, this is the prohibition is from age of three and up. The, if a person having relations with a girl from age of three and up, this is when. The prohibition is considered to be a, in fact, that he transgressed the prohibition. But under that age, is not considered that he had relations. Um, right. Now, he's, uh, once he, she's above the age of three, he is considered that he transgressed. However, it is not considered that she transgressed until she reaches the age of twelve and up. One second. But if she was below the age of three, if she was below the they're both, haven't considered they're transgressed because this is, um, is um, uh, they're both haven't considered to have transgressed because this is not considered a um this is not considered any relations. Also the same applies with a boy from the age of nine and up. This is when, when his um, relations are considered valid relations to um uh, consider them um uh, consider them worthy of punishment. Below the age of nine, they are not he is not the the woman having relations with him is not punishable. If somebody who has relations with a male, or has a male do, um, per, perform the relations on him, um, once erui was done, they are both, if they are both above the age of 13, they are stoned. As it says in the Torah, And a male you shall not sleep with. The same sleeping that you have with a woman, in other words relations whether he was the person um, doing the act or having the act done on him and if, and if one of the people in the action was a child nine years and up but under thirteen, the person that was an adult is Hayav is um, liable, and the child is not. But if they were both, uh, I'm sorry, but if the the boy was below the age of nine, they are both peturin. However, it is proper for the court to um uh, to give a lashing to somebody who does his relations. With a boy, even though he's below the age of nine, even though he's not um, uh, trans, it's not considered that he has transgressed from scriptural law, it is worthy of the Bedin to give him a lashing for such an action. Whether somebody has relations with a male or has relations with an somebody androgynous, somebody who has both male and female um, reproductive organs. If he has relations with this Andrew through uh, via his male reproductive organ, also he has he is liable if he had relations with him via his female um reproductive organs is patur reh tumtum safekhu and some tumtum somebody who their reproductive area is covered with skin is safe is not sure. Therefore, the ficha bala tumtum alenderoginos trichna kuto makino tumak mardu and deroginos mutalis aisha therefore somebody's relations with a tumtum or underoginos via their female reproductive areas is patur and we however the court is liable to punish um, with Makat That's And also, interesting law, um, the Anderoginos may marry a woman. Even though it is not sure his status, if he is male or female, he is allowed to marry a female. Somebody has relations with an animal or that he brought an animal on him, they are both liable for sekila. As it says in the Pasukan, with any animal, you should not. Um, uh, Have relations. Whether he had relations with the animal or whether he brought the animal on him. Um, Whether he was active or or passive. And and when we say behemah, we mean any type of animal. Any type of animal or bird. All of them are liable the, uh, bring upon, bring the punishment of sekila. And the pasuk did not um, uh, differentiate between the age of the animal as it says in the Pasukin, any behemah. Even the day of birth of the animal. It doesn't matter um if he had relations with how he had relations with the animal, whether it was in the the area of the reproductive organ or in the the area next to the reproductive organ. Um as as long as he um, he is Hayav. It is considered that he transgressed. A child uh, from the age of 9 and up and under the age of 13 who has relations with an animal or wrote an animal upon him. In other words, whether passively or actively, the animal is stoned by this child and he is Patur. In other words, he's. Exempt from sekila because he's below the age of thirteen. However, if he was below the age of nine, which we said is the minimum age for the relations to be considered binding, binding relations to. Uh, hold him liable hold the person having relations with him liable, then we do not do sequila on the animal and also a girl above the age of three who um has relations with an animal also the in this case the same way it was with a boy um and it doesn't matter how the relations were done whether they were um in. She is, the animal is niskal, and the girl isn't, as long as she is below the age of 12. And she is, of course, not liable. However, if she was above the age of 12, the animals are both niskalim. If she was below the age of 3, which is, which means that her relations aren't considered relations, then the animal is also not liable. And also somebody who has relations with an animal by mistake, not not from his own, um, um, uh, against his will, or or by mistake actually, not against his will, or a woman that brought an animal upon her by mistake, the animal is not um, done sekilah by them, even though they they are above their elders, they're mature. Um, and we can, and, and they are liable for this. The animal is not held uh, liable; doesn't get the, the punishment of Sekilah of... Any of these these people, if in in, in um, the cases of sexual transgressions, if one was older, in other words, when a male above the age of thirteen, female above the age of twelve, and one of them was younger, one of them was not mature. In words, below the age of 13 for a boy, below the age of 12 for a girl. The person that is katan, the younger one, in other words, below um, uh, um, age of hayuv Misvot, um, uh, where he's bound to the Torah Misvot fully. Um, he is Patur. And the one who is older, above the age of 12, or above the age of 13, for a girl, or above the age of 13, for a boy, is hayav, Has, considered to have transgressed, is liable. As was described, as was explained in Al-Khat Yud-Gimbal This is the guiding law, guiding rule for all these Halakhat. had Patur. Somebody was sleeping, this is a new halakha, it's a new case. Somebody was sleeping, one of the people was sleeping, one of them was awake, the person that is sleeping is not liable, only the person that was awake. One of them did it on purpose and one of them did it by mistake, not on purpose. The person who did it on purpose is liable and the person who did not do it on purpose brings a korban. If somebody... These are all the, now this alakha, the what we're reading, Yod Haith, the, the second part of Al-Khay is really just the guiding laws for all the previous Salakha that we just read. So, somebody does it on purpose, somebody does it against his will, and somebody does it with his own will, with his free will. Um, the person who did it against his will is Patur, is not liable, and the person who did it, of course, um, with his will is hayav al now this is regarding the different types of what the witnesses have to see in order to be able to wit, to testify on people that they had relations, on seeing people that have had relations. And the Aideen don't need to have seen the actual act of um, penetration um, uh, in order to be able to testify, but rather, the once they see the two transgressors stuck one unto another, like is the, like um um uh, like people like is done um between man and woman in marital relations in a, in a very clear way then in this case, this is sufficient for the witnesses to testify that they, that these people, um, uh, had marital relations. Of course, as long as the witnesses warned against them, because the halzakah, the um, common, the common thing for this type of uh, seeing people in this type of position manner, um, is that they had marital relations, and therefore um, uh, they are the witnesses may testify on that on such a on seeing such a thing. Somebody who we know that he is close. In other words, he's family, he's a relative of somebody. Um, and of course relatives are not allowed to have relations, the type of relatives that we mentioned in the beginning of this chapter, before we started the chapter, like brothers, sisters, etc. All these things. So somebody who, his Hazakah, we don't, you know, we don't know genetically that they are brother and sisters. But we know that they are brothers and sisters from Hazakah, from, uh, you know, just life, regular life knowledge. Um, we judge them according to the Hazakah, according to what we know about them, um, uh, you know, our... Um, intuitive knowledge of them to put it that way We don't have proof that they're family relatives and we punish them according to this how for example somebody we knew that this woman that he was having that this woman was his mother or his sister and we don't know from we don't have proof we don't have genetic proof but we know that it's his mother or sister um and he had relations with this woman, um, with witnesses, then he is done malkut or punished however he's supposed to be punished, according to this. Even though we don't have proof concrete proof that this is mother or um sister or whatever, um this is still the hazaka, the um base, the knowledge just from basic intuitive life, day-to-day life. Is enough to disallow is enough to consider this a li- transgression libel of punishment. Halakha, continuation of halacha kaf. Uma asebi isha ha chibatli rushalain vitinok mulkablaha al ketefah. There was a story of a woman in the Talmud of a woman who came to Yerushalain and she she came, she moved to Jerusalem, and there was a child on her shoulders. And she she raised him. With the um with the intuitive knowledge that it was his her son and he ended up having relations with her and they brought her to court and stoned her for this proof for this law is that the Torah punishes somebody um, considers somebody to liable of transgression of hitting their parent, or cursing their parent, um, just like that. And how do we know that this person that he cursed was actually his father, this person that he hit was actually his father, to consider, to hold him liable for death penalty from do, because of doing this? Just from hazaka. Hazakah is that we know from day-to-day life, from what we see, from what is um, commonly accepted, that was. So if it is commonly accepted, the common acceptance is that Reuven is, I don't know, um, uh, is Yosef's father, we don't need now to do genetic testing to prove it. If Yosef transgressed, um, cursed Reuven, his father, so, sorry, if we'll call him uh, Levi, cursed Reuven, his father, so that's enough t- to hold Levi liable, even though we don't know for sure with proofs with genetic proofs that Reuven is actually, in fact, his father. It's enough that Reuven is the person who raised them, and we, know, and, and, and we think that he's his father based on, the, on their, the type of life they hold, the type of relationship they have one to another. A man and a woman that come from a far far country, from uh, one of the countries uh, across the sea, and he says she's my wife, and she says he's my husband. If 30 days it was um, known to everybody, the was. That I can't really, it's very difficult to find the perfect word to translate. Hazakah, not coming to mind. If anybody after the class has any um, recommendation, I would love to hear. Um, but um, hazaka uh, means like that intuitive knowledge, really the intuitive knowledge of day to day life. I think it's pretty clear though, what I mean here. Um, so he says she's my wife, she says she's my husband, and 30 days they were in the city, and everybody and, and, and the hazaka stated that she was his wife, and somebody had a relations with her, which is obviously Asur we, um, this can hold the person having relations with her liable if he was um, as a, having relations with a married woman. However, within the 30 days, um, we don't kill her, we don't kill the person transgressing with her from Eshet Ish because the Hazakah needs 30 days to be considered a valid Hazakah. Halakha Um This Halacha deals with the validity of a one witness testimony. A woman that in her neighborhood she was considered to be in her menstrual cycle. And it is a um it is not permitted for a man to have relations with a woman that is in her menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. Somebody who has relations with her is has Malkut done on him as somebody that had relations with a nida, with a woman that was in her menstrual cycle. Obviously, also punished for Nidani Nidan, I think, is karet. I'm sure it's karet. So I don't know why he says malkut here, but I'm pretty sure what uh, what he means here is karet. but I may be wrong. If I'm wrong, then I'm, I'm I would be more than happy to be corrected. Somebody who does what's called kinui to his wife. Kinui, literally translated. A jealousy um is, is, is a case in which a husband tells his wife that he does not want her to be alone with a certain man and with next with the testimony with the witnessing of two people and nistera means that she ended up doing it anyway and two people testify that she was alone with this man in fact and she was enough time to have done an illicit action with him so, what do we do in a case where there's one test, um, one witness for this testimony? And the husband was a kohen, and now we know a woman that was married to a kohen. If she had relations, extramarital relations, she cannot be back with her husband. If the kohen has relations with her, he is done. He is He is punished for this, like a kohen that had relations with a zona, with a prostitute. Even though the was only done with the testimony was only with one person, for most testimonies in the Torah have two people. In this case, this is enough to hold him liable for that, for having relations with Azona is the last of the chapter. A father that says, This my daughter here is engaged to him, to this person. Even though he is the father is we believe him, and the daughter may marry this person that she's engaged to. However, if she um, has extramarital re- marital relations with somebody other than this person that the father says she's engaged to, we cannot stone her according to this, like we would stone a girl that is um, engaged to someone. Um, engaged, I mean by by scriptural law engagement, not not just you know, you know this, this specific thing called kiddushin, which is described the um, milchot um, ishut. So she is nisket; she is not punished according to the father's thing, according to what the father says, because we need. Two live valid witnesses to witness, to testify that she um, was engaged in front of them. Also a woman that uh, testifies on herself that she is um, uh, engaged. We don't kill the person having relations with her. We don't um, punish the person having relations her with her until we have two witnesses, two valid witnesses testifying that she was engaged. And then the punishment is in accordance. And with this we finish the first chapter of Al-Khauti Surah B'A' Baruch Adonai Le'olam Amen Ve'amen